Hello everyone, welcome back to Football Adania, your home of Dutch football and English language. We have another international break. We're back to the Netherlands coming on every month or so. Uh, lots of games to look forward to. I mean, optimistic or pessimistic, you can decide yourself watching at home. If you're new to Football Adania, give us uh, a like, subscribe. And if you're around quite a lot, don't forget to drop in a comment what you're thinking about the selection of Ronald Koeman and the games ahead. We've got Greece and Ireland this international break. And... Who better to bring on than a Greek football expert? We've got Stephen here from Hellas Footy. How are you, Stephen? Do you want to give a plug to what you do? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. And so, as you said, I'm, uh, well, obsessed with uh, Greek football is probably the better way because I just, every every moment I get, I just uh, keep an eye on Greek football, whether the matches are being played or latest transfers as I was over deadline day for most of Europe. And uh, so I primarily write for a site called Hellas Football. We're on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, we do a weekly podcast where we talk about the latest news in Greek football, including the Super League, any Greek teams in Europe and any Greeks who play abroad. Um, and so, yeah, I just write regular articles and I sometimes host the podcast as well. So you can find any of my work on there if you're at all interested in in Greek football. Thank you. I mean, we're at obsession for Dutch football sort of shared in that respect. Yeah, we're always keeping an eye on stuff. Mike definitely does the same. Um, Mike, international break um, was kind of... How do I say this? A little bit spoiled when I remembered that Ronald Koeman, of course, is still the manager. But despite having such such good player selection now, the um, the selection did throw up a few surprises again, with some people missing from the pre-selection, um, namely Frimpong again. Um, I'm going to put it on the screen now, but Mike, please do feel free to share. How are you feeling ahead of international break? And what do you think of the selection? Yeah, it's... It's a bit strange to think that we're going into games against Greece and Republic of Ireland and there's actually a sense of, oh, we can might actually not win both these games. And it is mainly due to the fact that who we have in charge um, and the, the terrible performances that they put in in the Nations League, I think that's just dampened the mood a little. Um, and yeah, these are two massive games. They're two must-win games, I think, for, for the national team and for Cumin. And yeah, we're missing some key players from that squad. But there is a lot of talent in there and there's a lot of players that are in form like Reinders at AC Milan so he could make his debut and he's been excellent for, for AC Milan so far and then you have players like Xavi Simmons on fire in the Bundesliga you have you know Joey Veerman who's instrumental in putting PSV to Champions League group stages and then you have Frankie de Jong who is getting widespread praise for his form so far for Barcelona this season so you think that we're having these players in the form that they're in we go into these games as, as heavy favourites, but then, as you say, you remember that Ronald Koeman's head coach and nothing really seems to go as well as you think it is with him in charge. So there's a bit of optimism, but quite a lot of pessimism as well. And I know that there's some of the fan base that would be quite happy for one of these games not to end in a win, just so that you know there's a lot more pressure put on Koeman and maybe the KMVB will act. But yeah, it's, it's two big games coming up. For sure. Stephen, when you look at that squad... Do Greece, do you fear the players that are there? I think there's individuals that certainly the Greek national team should be wary of. Um, but I think when we when from a Greek perspective, when we've looked at the Netherlands, we at first at first glance before any games were played, we instantly thought, okay, French probably top top of this group. Netherlands will be a close second because it's just natural to think that the, the Dutch would be 
one of the be- one of the best teams in the world and in one of the best teams in this group. But judging by results in the Nations League, when we looked at it d- at deeper and, and also early results in, in this group too and performances, we kind of started to grow in confidence a little bit. Um, by <laughs> maybe maybe to, to your guys' detriment, but like how um, how we have performed in comparison. And um, I guess the whole the whole narrative with with Greece in this group is that no matter what happens in this group for us, we don't have to finish. Um, second to have a chance of still qualifying for Euro 2024. We have the Nations League playoffs, uh, which we have guaranteed qualification to because of our Nations League performances. So we, we see the, the Dutch as something as an as opponent that maybe we can get a win against, but it's also about not underestimating them because we, there are still individuals that could really hurt us if uh, we're not on it on the night. Yeah, and the selection, I think, has got a lot stronger in the last couple of years. There's a couple of positions I think still aren't world-class, you might say, where there are standout players there. Um, but when you've got Natanake now coming into some great form for Man City, that's just another defender to add into that mix of um, a strong defence. Uh, but then you've got Van Dijk is a little bit out of form. Um, we've got a midfield headache, I think, with the selection there. You're not going to have that consistency of the midfield trio um, having played together. And then, of course, there's the forward line, which never seems to have... Uh, a regular glut of goals if it's not Memphis Depay. And of course, Memphis Depay, even when he is fit, um, is inconsistent and frustrating sometimes. Mike, on that note, do you think that not having Memphis is a good thing or a bad thing? And I think that there's a rare, uh, rare, there's a, a small selection of Dutch national team supporters that think that it's a good thing that he's not there, um, that we can try something new. Do you share that opinion? Or do you think that the Netherlands are always better when Memphis is there? Always better with Memphis. It's it's not even a question for me. Um, I the amount of times that Memphis has got us out of a hole, or you know, you win one nil and it's Memphis that's scoring the goal. Remember back, you know, recently in games against like the likes of Scotland, and you know, they're going to come up against the Republic of Ireland. And I think a player like Memphis is what you need against teams like that. And to not have them there, I think, is a huge blow, especially when it means that our only two strikers that are in the squad are Valt Veghorst, who hasn't scored so far for Hoffenheim this season, and yeah. You're looking at Cody Gakpo. Um, you, Liverpool have had a good start to the season, but I don't know if Gakpo specifically has. So, yeah, I, Memphis in his first two games for Atletico scored in both. So, yeah, I would always have Memphis in there. He's going to be close to being the, the nation's top goal scorer for a reason. And I think he makes the forward line better. I think that in the games that he played recently, the, the click with Xavi Simmons looked promising, if not just quite there yet. So, I think that there was. There's opportunities there, and I would have quite liked to have seen the likes of Joy Veerman and Reinders playing around somebody like Memphis, whereas now we're not going to get that. And you're going to have a look at maybe Gagpo playing for the middle, and if that doesn't work, and who's going to score the goals? Um, and that's a big worry yeah. for me. So I'm looking at the squad here, and I, I think I can predict some of the, the starting 11 already. There's the obvious names. There's some not, I think, should be starting. Now, Kim might have a different opinion to me, but got to look at um, Ake starting defence, Van Dijk starting defence, Dumfries in there as well. Um, then it's going to be Frank in the middle, perhaps Coat minus protection, or does he go something, a bit of a curveball, a bit of a vehement maybe? It's a creativity team. I think you would like to see that, wouldn't you, Mike? Um, Chavi Simons has to start, no Lung. Does he get a, a start now with his early season form? And actually... I think something they're missing a bit of, um, a bit, bit of verve from from wide area. You've got Marlon, 
who could start as the starting strike or maybe as on, on the wing again. Um, what do you think about that, Mike? Who's who's missing from that? Is anyone obvious I've missed? And do you think there's there are other players that end up in there instead? Surely David Blint doesn't get in there, does he? No, but he, I mean, with Blint, <laughs> he's actually started the season really well for Girona. I think he's all right. They've had two clean sheets in a row with him at centre back, so you can't count him out. But I would I would expect to see a back line of Aki on the left, Van Dyke, Delict, and probably Dumfries on the right. I think that's pretty nailed on. Yeah, I think the the midfield. Yeah, you got Frankie there. Now it depends if Kuman decides that Frankie's the setter because if he's the setter, then you've got, you know, you've got the likes of Reinders or Veerman who can sit next to him. But if he wants De Jong to play a bit further forward, then you're looking at Kuminers or even Viper who played really well today for Feyenoord but hasn't had an overall great start to the season to command that position. Then yeah, up front I think Gakpo for the middle nailed on. Probably Simmons at the ten, and then I would I would go with Lang on the left hand side and Malin on the right. I think that that gives you the most movement, gives you the most threat and unpredictability because I think you'll need that against Greece. And I can't say that I've seen a lot of Greece, and I know that Steve's going to fill us in on, on Greece, but I don't know if they'll be looking to sit back and let everyone's try and you know find holes in their defence, and then that is when you need somebody like Simmons, Lang in there to try and try and plug those gaps but yeah um defense needs to be on point because i think we all know is you know watching az that pavlidis is in good form scored twice today so yeah the defense needs to be wary of of him as well at the back and i don't know if he got picked but duvacast we all know him from his utrecht time so they do have players that can can hurt us if we're not at the best so yeah, I think Kimmy needs to go as strong as possible and, and play the players in form. And that's why you're looking at Reinders and Beerman probably coming into that midfield. And just lastly, before we go on to Greece, goalkeeper selection is an interesting one because uh, Verbruchen has played a couple of games for Brighton. He seems to be swapped a lot with um, Steele, but he hasn't been at fault for any of the goals he's really conceded, but he has conceded a few. Andres Noppert hasn't been in good form for Herd and Vane. So I don't see him being the first choice. Then you're looking at Flecken and he's never been the first choice goalkeeper if you like for the Netherlands I know there was a time where Van Hal toyed with the idea of having him but he's played well for Brentford who out of those three do you think gets the nod well I hate to say it as a Newcastle fan um after yesterday but you know Verbruggen looked very good against us um there's a point okay. where at the ball at his feet he was very comfortable playing the ball around and I think that's what you want in the Netherlands side very comfortable um, at the back, made a couple of good saves. Um, and yeah, I think it looks strong. I think the one that we all know is missing is Nikolai. I think that I mean, you might yeah. probably say that he should definitely be in the squad for what he's doing with, with Sparta Rotterdam. I think it's up there with, you know, weaving out for Impong. I think that they're two absolutely baffling decisions that, you know, if any, yes, any everyone's fan, the two of them would be in the squad, but there's only one man that makes the squad and, and he doesn't see either of them in there. So, I would have rather seen Oli coming in, but I think out of those three at the moment, Verbruggen would get the, the nod for me. Okay. Well, that's the sort of Netherlands side. And of course, feel free to share your opinions in the comments, what you're thinking about that or get in touch with us on Twitter. So uh, I'll take that off the screen. And um, Stephen, I've just got a look here at the, the Greece squad, the most latest, latest one, I think it is anyway. Um, and there are, of course, some familiar names to Eredivisie fans fans of Dutch football. Um, Hatzidiakos has uh, just left RZ um, to go for his foreign adventure. Um, I mean, we associate him as being quite Dutch, to be honest, at this point. Uh, having, having looked at the rest, there's Pavlidis there, Jack and Makis, 
who I've got as a thumbnail for this video on YouTube uh, and a website. Uh, but then actually, yeah, there's no Duvacast this time. Is is it because of injury at the start of the season for him? Um, I noticed that Shimakas as well, who wants a villain way, is in the squad. Um, but, you know, looking at it overall, I feel like it's a pretty decent squad and a, a team that can definitely get a result against the Netherlands um, if they're well coached and better coached than the Netherlands, which is what it feels like at the minute. So, yeah, run us through a team, Stephen. Well, this is what I was talking to you about briefly before we start recording. The, the vast majority of players that have been selected are correct in terms of who we'd expect to see uh, with a mixture of kind of people that Gus Poyet trusts and a, and a few others who are in good form and have earned their call-up. But then there's a few omissions, like I, like, I, like I said to you previously, that are still kind of baffle a few of us. So like you mentioned, um, Dasos Duvigas is not there, despite the fact he was Eredivisie top scorer last season. And he's now recently moved to Celta Vigo. And so it's a massive transfer for him. But even in the last international break, when we played um, the Republic of Ireland in France, he wasn't called up then either. And he'd just come off the back of a really, really good season with Utrecht. So we're not quite sure why that admission has been made by Poi. It might be a stylistic thing because he's very stringent on which players he um, brings in, even if they're in good form, he might not pick them. So other names that were a bit or that were an omission that were confused uh, a lot of people were Yanis Gonzandelias who's a very talented Greek winger who's at Balk he he got picked for the under 21s instead of the national team and we're a bit baffled as to why that is uh Sotiris Alexandropoulos who was picked by Poyet when he was in the under 23s for sporting but now that he's on loan at Olympiagos and is playing consistently he wasn't get selected either so that's a bit of a confusion. And um, the biggest omission, and it's partially because he's retired, is Gostas Fortunis. So probably the, the best Greek player of his generation. Uh, to, to put into perspective, Greek fans are very tribal. So it, when the national team does bring all of the Greek football fans together, but there is still that sort of, oh, you're Olympiagos, you're Panathinaikos player, you're Balk player, you're Aik player. But Gostas Fortunis was the player that, no matter who you supported at, at club level, he, he was respected by and loved by all fans. And he's recently just retired from international duty. So that's a big miss. But at the same time, there's an underlying narrative of he wasn't selected last time either for uh, with Poyet. So there's he even though he stated on social media that was his decision to not uh, to, to retire from the national team and commit his um, playing time to Olympiagos, um, we, we wonder if it's also because Poet has basically said to him he's never going to get in the team. Um, and, you know, that's not me saying that as fact. That's literally a, a lot of speculation. But it's a big miss for Greece regardless, even though we we did quite well without him in the previous international break. But, yeah, generally the squad, for the most part, is who we expect slash who we believe should be there. So if it's a stylistic thing, leaving Dervikas out, is that because of the formation you play, the style you play? How are you set up? So it's Poyets tend to favour mostly a four-three-three slash sometimes a four-two-three-one. It's mainly been four-three-three though. So we've had uh, Vlako Dimos, who's just moved to Nottingham Forest um, in goal. Zimikas at left back. Hadzi Diakos and Mavrobanos at centre back with George Baldock uh, as the right back. And then the midfield three alternates, but generally it's Captain Dasos Bakosetas, um, Gurbelis, um, and Siobis. Sometimes Belkas as well. Um, and then up front, it, the, the, up front is an interesting one because it's probably what is rotated the most because we've never really settled on an out-and-out number nine. And that's despite the fact we've had Yagumakis, Pavlidis and Dovigas mm. at one point all 
red hot form for their clubs. But for some reason, whenever they put the Greek shirt on, they just can't score. And, and you different can, kinds of strikers as well, it feels like. Very, very different. Very different especially Jakimakis. Yagumakis um, hasn't been favoured as much under Poyet. So he he was at first when, when Poyet first came in, when he was still testing the waters, but he seems to be favouring Bavlidis at this point because Bavlidis, mm. I think, is a bit more mobile than Yagumakis and I think he has more physical attributes to him than Duvigas. And so maybe that's why he's not been selected. Yeah. But then he selected players like Dajeris Fundas, who uh, just left MLS and is now in Turkey with Traps on Spore. Um, and he wasn't doing so great, and he was under a, a bit of controversy, controversy actually. But um, yeah, and he's favoured Fotis Ioannidis from um, Panathinaikos instead over Duvigas. So it might just be a, an, a, a, a Duvigas attributes don't match um, and what Poyet wants, or he, whenever he has played, he hasn't favoured him um, and liked what he's seen. Um, and it's a shame because I think a lot of Greek fans have said it's it's not necessarily about like bringing those players because you're going to play them. It's about making sure you have a plan B, C, and D for if plan A doesn't work. And do players like Duvigas and like Gonzandelias and Fortunis before he retired were great plan Bs. That there are talented players. We want to see them in the squad because they deserve to be there and all of them were in form. So th th there are question marks over point, but because of how he's set Greece up, how we played under him and how we're doing and how we're projected to do, potentially and hopefully, um, he's been cut a lot more slack than he ha than previous uh, Greek man uh, managers of Greece who have uh, missed out key, uh, key players and uh, been kind of bitten the bullet because of it. Sure. And finally, sort of tell us what do you think will make Netherlands fans smile right now um, in terms of what are the weaknesses of this team? How are how are the Dutch going to get get at you um, if they are at all? Greece. Historically, as you and the stereotype of any Greek national team is that the defense is good, and it's the case with this team. Um, it wasn't the case for a very long time, in the last 10 years, which have been woeful to watch for the most part. Uh, Greece kind of have lost their identity, um, in, in being a def solid defensive unit and being a hard team to beat. But Poyet has made this team hard to be beaten now. He, he's like the defense is, is very shored up, we have a very good goalkeeper, we have players in very, very good, strong leagues in all parts of the pitch now. The biggest weakness of Greece is finishing our chances. So you have to more hope that your defence will uh, prevent players like um, Bagacetas, who's been scoring a lot for us lately, Masuras, who's in very good form, and and uh, Bavlidis as well from scoring. And that's not necessarily the most difficult thing because, like I said, for some reason, all of these players who can score for their club, for some reason, make it three times worse to score for their country. How, how does that sound to you, Mike? Is that music to your ears? Is that the kind of team the Netherlands want to play at the moment? Not necessarily. I think that Greece are probably a bit of an unknown for, for Kimmon. I, I can't believe that he would do any scouting. Um, and <laughs> set him up in order to, to play what he wants to play. And I think that, I don't know, I think that Greece go into this game thinking it's a bit of a free hit. And that's what Netherlands don't want. Netherlands want somebody that's going into it with a bit of you know lack of confidence. And I don't think that's Greece at the moment. I think that wasn't it Greece got really close to holding France recently, wasn't it? Just like a one 0 loss or something like that in the last game. So we were very unfortunate in that game. Yeah. It was a penalty and a nightmare uh, match from Mavrobanos, which is actually he's going to be suspended for this game. So Mavrobanos will not be in Greece's defence for uh, the Netherlands match. Um but yeah we were a bit unlucky in that game and we could have maybe got a got a result against the French but they got the penalty and that was, that's what got them the three points. 
yeah, I think that's what worries me is that I think they can defend well um, and our attack's not at its full strength. And then they have players that can you can underestimate and they can get in behind. I think that Pavlidis, if he starts, is somebody like that. Um, so, yeah, I don't think this is the game that Ronald Camillo would have wanted. I think that this is one that he'll go into knowing that he has to win. Um, and that probably suits Greece, knowing that they can probably turn up and think that, oh, if we get out of here, we're a draw, then you know, that's a great result. And then all the pressure is going into a very tricky away tie against Republic of Ireland, who I think are going into this game a lot better than a lot of Netherlands fans give them credit for, mainly because yeah. of the form of Evan Ferguson up front. So, yeah, I think if Netherlands don't win this game, then, yeah, mm. um, the knives will be out, let's say. Yeah, because th- this this sort of gets to the must-win territory. Um, the home game is against Greece and Ireland are, are, are massive for, for the Netherlands. And going away, they're going to be two very difficult trips. The, the players are there, though. This is what is frustrating. The players are there to to, to beat to beat Greece, to beat Ireland. But it, it doesn't feel like Koeman's got his, his way with them in terms of the man management, but also um, tactically. It just doesn't seem to be enough... Um, direction of how to get the best out of his players. At the minute, he's got quite always, of course, when they're Dutch, but very technical, um, quite pacey forward line. He's had for the number of years now. Um, there's there's a lot of quality in midfield, and if the concentration is there, defense is also very good. What what is Kuban getting wrong? Do you think? Mike, I know it's quite hard to put your finger on in in his last couple of minutes of the show, but what what has Kuman got to do better? I think it's tactically substitutions getting the confidence of the players to gel and to pick the right team in the first place to to get the midfield right to show something with substitutions as well and I think that what Kuman took from Van Hal was one of the best defenses around in, in the national team game and turned it into a shambles in the last two Nations League games they couldn't defend mm. at all um so he needs to, to shore them up at the back. He needs to get them more creative in midfield because Xavi Simmons, as, well, as good as he looks for Leipzig at the moment and as good as he looks for PSV, when he puts on a Netherlands shirt, looks a bit lost and looks like his age, really. He looks like a, like a young boy running around not knowing what to do. And that comes from coaching, whereas he's getting coached at club level and he looks like a superstar and then he comes to Netherlands and he doesn't. Yeah. And then up front, if it's not Memphis, Gakpo, it seems to work at some points for Liverpool, but it doesn't seem to work all the time for everyone. So everything that seems to should be able to click doesn't. So yeah, we'll see if it works this time around. But you've got, as you said earlier on, you've got a Van Dyke coming into not in great form. You've got yeah. questions around the midfield selection, where you go with the best players, and then up front you've got no Memphis. So I think Greece can be happy with his situation with the Netherlands yeah. national team at the moment. But hopefully we're proved wrong and then it all clicks and it all goes well. But yeah, I think that there's a lot of question marks at the moment. We seem to be on this downward trend of it all because we think that it's coming to them with Kuman. We think it's almost like the France Burr where you're going like, right, it's going to go wrong at some point. We know it is. Um, however, is there any part of you that still is confident because of Kuman's work that he did in his first spell in charge of the Netherlands? There's a lot of negativity around him as a manager now, but he has done some very good things in his career still. Is that still there? Do you think that that magic that he had when he first took the Netherlands from a point, an absolutely low point, a point of devastation, and turned them into actually a really decent team? Yeah, and you got to remember that that was also in conjoint with the fact that we had world class players coming into the side under Kimmel, like Frank de Jong as best, and, and Van Dyke in defence, and Van Dyke was was a huge part of Kimmel's side before, whereas. 
Van Dijk's on a downward spiral at the moment with his form yeah. for club and country. So can come and work the magic again. It's it's possible, but we haven't seen it yet. And he's had you know, four games so far and four pretty terrible performances with no improvement. So these are the games that he's had time. He's had time to go away, reflect, decide what he's got to do a bit differently. And we'll see if it's worked this time around, because if it doesn't work this time around, then yeah, those at the KMVB, whether it's Nairo de Jong or, or Bobham, have some, some big decisions to make. Because although we have that, same with Greece, we have that you know point where we don't need to finish in the top two because we have the playoffs. This is the nerve ones we're talking about. We shouldn't be relying on finishing third, fourth in the group to then go for the playoffs. And even if it came to the playoffs, you're still coming up against nations that you go away to can beat you. So we need to look at finishing top two in this group. And with the Netherlands national team for years, you should be saying that we should be challenging France, but that's just not what it is at the moment. So Kimmins got a big job in his hands to show us as fans and get the players on side as well. So these games are are, are going to go either way. I know, yeah, I'll try and remain positive and say that Netherlands are going to win, but we all know that it's not 100% certain. Mm. Stephen, what's your prediction for Thursday night? It's going to be tough because go, traveling away for any Greek club, club or country, is never an easy thing. Um, I think that the Greeks will fancy themselves and they're taking every game, every every match game by game at the moment and not looking too forward ahead to other ties um, that we have in this group. I can't say I'm... See, I take things way too pessimistically because then if I, if it goes better than what I expect, then I'll be really thrilled. So I don't want to overestimate mm-hmm. myself. I'm, I would love Greece to win this game, but I think away from home I, and against... A Netherlands side that, while I know they're not where they where they want where you guys want them to be and where any of the uh, Dutch fans want them to be, I think it will be. I think we can get a one-one draw. And and just to also say, it's interesting that you said that this was probably your must-win international period because, ironically, from a fan's perspective, the next international period is the must-win for Greece because we we ho- we are uh, the Republic of Ireland hosts us in Dublin and then we host the Netherlands in Athens, Hagia Sophia both of which are must-wins if we have any hope of finishing second. But yeah. obviously, the team will be focusing on this game and then we'll be playing Gibraltar, which is a non-disclosure. That has to that has to be a three-pointer. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, before this show, I always thought it would be a 1-1 draw, to be fair, because of the, the tumultuous times the Evans have gone back into now. Um, I really hope I'm wrong, obviously. I don't think the Evans losing. I think there's too much quality there for that to go totally wrong. Um but yes, if if an Evans go on behind, then you're looking for those battling qualities again to get them back into the game. But because of the games that are coming up, they're going to be more difficult than this, um, such as you know the away tie to Greece, the away tie to the to, to Republic of Ireland coming up. Then then you have to win this, don't you? And yeah, well, what's your prediction, Mike? Oh, I'll be the positive one and and try and even though what I've said, I'll go with one 0 But I think it's going to be a horrific performance, and then. We get a scrappy, scrappy goal that, that wins it in the last 10 minutes. I think it's going to be one of those sort of games that, yeah, and mm. I can't see it being a good performance. So I think it'll just be a scraping 1-0. And this is what I seem to see on the Netherlands at the moment. It, it's quite strange that where the Netherlands are at the moment, that fans are actually clamouring for Luke de Jong to get recalled. That's the sort of yeah. situation we're at the moment where Luke de Jong, who is the bane of Netherlands fans for years and years and years, 
now looks like the best striker that we have and he's retired and will not come out of retirement for Ronald Koeman. Mm-hmm. So if, if anything's an indicator for where everyone's at at the moment up front, then, then that's it. I mean, fans have been flitting for years, haven't they, with players like Daly Blint as well. Um, hot, hot and cold, hot and cold. Yes, De Jong is the latest one in that in that respect as well. Though I have to say he's having a very good season, Luke De Jong. <laughs> um, just to let people know that are watching, if you're still watching, you're definitely one of the big, biggest fans of Wenani's content. And we want to tell you that we'll be doing a live stream after the Greece game. We may do a preview to the Ireland game and there'll definitely be a live stream after the Ireland game as well. So yeah, um, keep your eyes out for those. They'll be not long after a full-time whistle has gone. Um, but yeah, that's all from us today. If you enjoyed this, don't forget to like the video, show us that you enjoy our previews for these Netherlands games. Subscribe if you are new to Dutch football here that we give on Football with Anya. Um, of course, keep up to date with all we're doing on Twitter and the website. Lots of articles from Mike over the international break. So head over to footballwithanya.com for much more over there. And yeah, thank you, Stephen, for joining us. Do you want to just give one last little plug? Where can we find you again if you want to get some Greek football into our veins? Uh, so for my personal account and to receive a lot of spamming about Olympiagos and Greek football, you can follow me on the Twitter handle that's just on my screen here, at Steve Contiru. Um, yes, my name surname is very long. Um, and also just for more Greek content in general, just look for Hellas Football at Hellas Footy on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And as I said, we have the Hellas Football podcast on pretty much every uh, every platform that you can listen to podcasts on, whether that be Spotify, Apple Music, or anything else that you have that you listen to podcasts to. Excellent. Thank you for that. And we look forward to having you back after the game on Thursday. We'll see you smiling. Um, <laughs> Mike will be back and Abdul will be back as well. So yeah, lots to enjoy there. Thanks everyone for watching.